From the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. It has been a second since our last episode. As you all know, fall and winter are crazy times for school counselors. We're inundated with CCRs, lessons, and responsive services, and so fall break could not have come at a better time. Many of you are just getting back from fall break, you're just finishing up. And I hope you guys took advantage of that time to rejuvenate, to refocus, to recharge so that we can be ready because, guys, guess what? We're in quarter two. Quarter one is finally over, officially over. Some of you might feel like quarter one was the longest year of your life. That's how it felt like sometimes for me. But that means many of you may be thinking... So now what? What should I be doing? Especially high school counselors. We get caught up with CCRs all the time. And so we're not sure what to do next when there's not CCRs to do. What else should we be doing? Well, I'm going to be going over that today a little bit. Um, Some good practices for end of term routines. These are just ideas. And if you're doing something different, awesome. Let us know, actually. We love hearing about the different things that you guys are doing. Um, This is going to be a shorter episode, probably about 10 minutes. So I hope you enjoy your drive to school, whatever it might be as you're listening to this. So first off, at the end of quarter one, I typically generate a fail report for my seniors, all of my seniors. And I want to keep an eye out for a couple key things. First, I want to keep an eye out for failing core classes like English and math and science, U.S. government, financial literacy, um, basically any any, uh, classes that they need for graduation, including the art classes or the CTE classes that they may be taking. Now, you may need to make schedule changes so that they are on track for graduation or now starting the process to make up those failed grades so they can be online to graduate. Um, so like if they failed English quarter one, then they need to get into credit recovery or you could alter their semester two schedule to have an additional creative writing or English class or something that can double dip and count. But, and similarly with math and science and social studies and everything, if they failed, they need to make it up. Um, and then um, you're going to go through and do that same fail report because the, we prioritize our seniors because they're graduating soon. We want to go through and look at that, make sure they're all on track for graduation, go through them one by one by one and go through and look at, all right, individually, what do you need to do to be on track to graduate? And then you have that meeting with your, it'll come to Jesus meeting with the student and the parent to show them exactly what needs to be done. So they're on track to graduate. I like to be with all of my seniors that are on that are that are not on track every single quarter until they are on track like all right you're not on track but here's exactly what you need to do to graduate awesome i definitely prioritize them first i still talk to the people that are on track because they have scholarships they're going for they're trying to get into colleges absolutely but i prioritize the ones who are not on track first because we got to get them across the finish line those are the ones that are on track they're getting across the finish line we got to get everyone else across the finish line too So after I prioritize and I talk about my seniors, then I'm going to go through and I'm going to do that with my juniors, my freshmen, and then my sophomores. And I do it in that order on purpose. So your juniors, they're almost done with high school too. 
you know, they're at a point where if they mess up their grades, there's a lot less wiggle room. And so we want to prioritize them immediately after the seniors so that they can make sure that they're in a good spot. After that, I go down to the freshmen because they are in the position where early success or early failure can really prime them for the rest of the school year. And so you want to be looking at um, you can generate a report for your lower classroom, the lower classroom, your lower classmen to see what classes they are struggling with. And you can see if they failed any core classes, if they failed any required classes, if the classes they're struggling with are just some of the uh, elective classes that, you know, not to say they're not important, but they're not going to impact their graduation status as much as others might be and things like that. Now, let's say that someone is failing Honors Language Arts 9 as a freshman. Um, first quarter, they totally bombed it. You should probably get them into a regular language arts section and take them out of that honors class. We want to set them up for success. Now, similarly, let's say you have a freshman who absolutely dominated their secondary math one class. And the teacher's like, you know, I think they would do good in honors math. And so you bump them up to honors math for quarter two. Changing grade level or changing changing difficulty level um, of a course throughout the year helps kids get to a spot where they're going to feel comfortable. Um, a lot of times we're pretty strict about schedule changes, which is good. But end of term is a good spot to do those schedule changes so that kids can be at a proper difficulty level and a proper just course level for the things that they're taking. Additionally, we got to look at attendance. This is a big deal. Um, a lot of different schools, they do I's, their citizenship grades are based on attendance. And so if we look at that and we see, oh, Johnny sloughed class five days, so he got 10 I's, um, that means he, he, we got to make those up. And so counting up the I's and making sure that they are aware of their citizenship grades because... A lot of times citizenship grades will also dictate their eligibility to participate in extracurricular activities like sports, clubs, whatever it might be. So you want to look at that as well. Attendance is a big one. Run a tardy report so you can see those kids who may be missing more school than you think. Um, as you look at these reports, you might feel inclined to, you know, call kids in to talk about some of these level changes, these schedule changes, things that you felt would be appropriate. Whatever you do, you need to always involve the parent or the guardian of the child, of the student that you're making the changes with. No parent likes getting blindsided by their kids saying, oh my gosh, I just got switched into this class, but this counselor never told me, and and they had no clue. Versus a well, you know, written out email detailing, hey, Sorry. Oh, yawning. Okay, saying, hey, Johnny Boy here, he he failed language honors honors math honors math. And we recommend that we switch him into a lower level math class. I'm gonna be calling him out of class to talk about that change. What do you think about that? And if mom and dad are like, no, we want to keep them in honors, honestly, you're gonna to have to take that case by case. Parents do have a right to what their kid take. That being said, you can strongly recommend 
based on your professional opinion as a school counselor. And parents are really supportive for the most part. Um, next, a big thing that you should do is touch space, touch base with your SPED teachers. IEPs are extremely important. They are so, so, so important. Um, but unfortunately for a lot of educators, they're a big, big trigger topic. And so a lot of educators are kind of scared of them. Um, they're scared of the parents, scared of the IEP itself, scared of the IEP kids, but we need to accept. Oh man, I have, I have a baby at home. So if you can't tell, that's why I'm yawning. Um, but we need to accept that like, these IEPs are needed and not just accept, but we need to confront head on if there are issues with the IEPs being followed in the classroom. And if a kid is failing something, if it is because of IEP issues or not, and we need not be afraid of that. So touch base with your SPED teachers. They're going to help you out immensely. And if you have your, if you have their back, they will also have yours. So, um, and then as we finished first quarter, my school, we always did our senior CCRs, the first quarter of school. And then we headed straight into our freshman CCRs. Um, that means you're, you might have some extra time to be going one-on-one -on -one with your freshman students or whoever, what grade level you're doing. But make sure to stay on top of those CCRs because the goal the schools have is to meet with every single kid, whether it be individual or in a group setting, to talk about their four-year plan. And that's a big part of our job as counselors is to get that done. So, but anyway, there you go. There's some good ideas that you could be looking at for um, end of term practices, routines, things to look at, stuff like that. Just a reminder, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, we have the conference, November 2nd and 3rd. We have the Yuska conference. There's going to be so many wonderful presenters. I'll be presenting, actually. You should go watch. There are going to be wonderful presenters. There's going to be wonderful information. It's going to be such a good time. We want all of you to be there. And yeah. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Let us know if you have any questions, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah school counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.